back to the show. It is Road Dog and Cassio. You are listening to. Oh, you didn't know. You... There he that is. Was, that was where you were supposed there to go. Like, oh, it's the Road Dog, and I'm it's Cassio the Road Kid. Dog. Somebody asked today on Twitter if you sold watches, and I told, uh, them, I said it was. I hope so because I'm in the market. The big hey, calculator ones? Yeah, I'm not sure. I need that kind. I was going to uh, go use lame keyboards, but I'll do watches. <laughs> I'll step up to watches. Yeah, yeah lame. They weren't lame. They were kind of cool. Those Casio ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could just, you could do like a Mark Ronson thing. Where you just do... <laughs> um, but yeah, how have you been, man? I'm good. I uh, I love getting feedback on the show. Uh, you know, last time we, we got together, you said... We'd been reading a lot of messages about how good chemistry we had it. Uh, and that's the first time good in chemistry has ever been involved with my name. With you? But, okay. Uh, now I, I took got... a bunch of drugs. So me and chemistry. <laughs> You're good. Have gotten, have got, well, we didn't get along for years. I can tell you that much. Well, I'm I got sorry to, I interrupted you. I, I got called a um, clone rad this week. Clone rad. I thought, so I saw that. Um, <laughs> and I saw that you had posted something. I thought it was hilarious. But I didn't think it was you. I had to go on there and dig a little and found out because it was, Wait, you it was I, hilarious. It was yeah, it was even more funny. Um, and and I just thought so. Somebody called you that. That's what yeah. I thought you came up with that. No, I'm not smart uh, enough for that. <laughs> uh, but I am smart enough to change my name. I love how man. That's funny. It can't be Casio. Um, that's, <laughs> it's got to be somebody else. No, uh, I just remember yours was the. Cassius Clay or what you what it, whatever Cass, it was. Big Cass. Big Cass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, I'll and it's it changes frequently. I feel like you go through monikers <laughs> Dude, like uh I like I go through depends. Well nobody, nobody remembers <laughs> me. So Clone Rad well, Thompson it. I think it's gonna be a while. Clone Rad I Thompson. I love it. I love Clone Rad. Again, the worst heat I've got here is a Conrad ripoff yeah. and a hillbilly. And I'm like, buddy. I'm in on that. Yeah, yeah, they're batting a thousand, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. And so, so, so are my dad you. called me. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are terms of endearment. To tell you the truth, my dad called me a lot worse. I can assure you of that. Um, and he loved me a lot. Uh, but, but like it's, I've I've read stuff like that. Like, oh, could you guys? Could he get any more southern? Southern. Like, that's what I heard, and I thought like, hmm, I don't think so. Uh, he's from the south. It's pretty south, pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look, that's just you and me. We're just idiots. There's some Southern boys talking about some, wrestling. Let's some do idiots it. Idiots talking about wrestling. What are we going to talk about today? Well, buddy, we got a good one. We're going to be going back to the Rock and Sock connection oh. and the reformation of the New Age Outlaws. Yep. Yep. Good. I want to talk about this today because we beat the Rock and Sock connection. And yeah. Yeah. And it was, was it Mankind? Or which iteration of, of Mick was it? And, uh, oh, the rock and sock. So it was, it was uh, Mankind, right? Because he pulled the socko out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we beat them. Uh, we beat Mick and Kane. We beat Mick and Al Snow. We beat Mick and Undertaker. Um, you beat Mick all, a lot. Me and, me and Billy. Uh, five of our title reigns uh, out of five of them, four of them were because we beat Mick Foley. And so I kid him a lot and say, you know, the outlaws just had your number, Mick. like no matter who you got <laughs> as a partner, because that is a who's who of the attitude era. Those partners I just listed, yeah. we beat them all. <laughs> and I didn't, again, I did not mind re reminding Mick of that uh, when I saw him. <laughs> all right, let's crank this up. We're going to go back to party like it's 1999. Uh, 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 
you surprisingly are baby face. Yeah. Oh, that huge baby face. They love me in that. <laughs> what face. <laughs> Road Dog wait, and Billy wait, Gunn is a heel. Year what? 99. What year? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> go, go ahead. Hot year for you, baby face it Road Dog. It was H-O-T, brother. Billy Gunn is a heel and yep. X-Pac is a face and yep. Triple H is the world champion. And yep. China is starting to wrestle more and more, but still with Hunter. And at SummerSlam that year in Minneapolis, you're not wrestling, but getting interrupted by Chris Jericho and mm -hmm. doing commentary for the hardcore title match. Did they run out of things for you to do at this point in time? What do you think was happening? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. That's probably the, <laughs> the legit answer. Uh, let me get these marbles out of my mouth. Uh, kudos to, to Bobby. Uh, RIP, Bobby. Um, for real, though, I forgot the question already. So we were talking they ran about out of oh, things oh, they ran out of stuff for me to do. I'm sorry. I didn't. I just had to think about it. So, so yeah, they did run out of things for me to do. But in, in all actuality, I loved this. I thought this kind of stuff got me over way more than wrestling ever would. The, uh, the, well, the match with, with Jericho, like they brought him in and he, and he, we wrestled each other his first couple of times in and he, beat me to welcome his <laughs> welcome himself into the WWE. Um, so I, you know, I forgot the question again. What, you what, loved what was, it. I loved it. You I loved, loved it. it. You're not I having to wrestle. You're doing other things. Well, it was an opportunity for my, uh, I don't want to say character, but my, my, uh, Persona my, on my personality, I guess yeah. my personality could get out there in a way that wrestling can't do it. And even, with a live mic, you kind of can't do it. This was an opportunity. Uh, the, the roving road dog thing was an opportunity for me to just kind of get my, get to just to display who I am and, and I'm entertaining. You know what I mean? Or that's yeah. how I thought I was anyway. The next other, night, other I'll... people are watching and going like, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> <laughs> you were high. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the next night on raw, you get a hardcore title shot against Al snow. Yeah. This is all backdrop for Jericho to brawl with you and Big Boss Man to kidnap Al Snow's dog, Pepper. Dog, Pepper. what did you think of Boss Man cooking up Pepper, son? Hey, if you cook anything right, it's good. You know what I mean? Like, look, there's not a lot of meat on a chihuahua. I'm going to be honest with you. I'd much rather have a <laughs> mastiff. You know what I mean? Get you a good sirloin. Get you a good... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is horrible. Uh, no, I look. It was it was crazy um, that they did that at the time, but it was also like '99 end ending of the Attitude Era. And right. What do we do now? We've we've done everything. Uh, everything. Let's cook you know, a dog. Yeah, let's let's steal a dog, <laughs> cook it, feed it back to the person who owned it. Um, but you know, I guess that's better than the Jeffrey Dahmer thing on Netflix. Uh, that is pretty strong that you remember it was a chihuahua. Oh, yeah. You must have yeah, spent yeah, yeah. time with Pepper. I have chihuahuas. I love dogs. I love okay. Pepper. Uh, Pepper was a sweet little girl, but she would bite you if you just went in too fast. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pepper had, Pepper all been had there. some spirit. Yeah. Who hasn't been bitten by a <laughs> female Pepper. named Pepper? <laughs> Sometimes you went I in pay too extra, fast. Pay extra for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hunter famously won the WWF title that same night for Mankind after Foley won it the night before in a three-way with Steve Austin and Jesse Ventura as the special guest referee. 
You think that hurt Hunter's reign to have him beat Foley on TV instead of Austin on pay-per-view? Hmm. I don't think so. Look, I think even back then, more people were watching TV than they were pay-per-view. And, and, and that's, that's to this day. Uh, I think that's the case, except for like a, maybe the big four mania or something. I just think people tune in on the week on the weekday. I kind of wanted to win all my titles on television rather than the pay-per-view, but that's, oh. you know, I get it. That, that was the, uh, that's the thought. And so I don't think it hurt his career. Um, I do think it's weird. Like I'd love to spend a minute and, and digest all of that. Like, so the night prior to this night, Hunter, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, just they had a three way. Yeah, um, Steve Austin and Jesse like, Ventura. WWE after dark, I, I take it. Um, and then after that, he won the title that same night from Mankind. So it was Foley it was it. it was Mick Hunter and Austin in a three way with Jesse Ventura yeah. as the yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I don't remember. Foley wins it. Yeah, I don't remember. All I knew is I didn't have to wrestle. I could start drinking now. You know what I mean? Like that was my mentality probably at the time. Um, but I actually don't remember. Don't remember that. Um, but you know, I don't remember. So, but your your basis is it doesn't really matter if it's pay per view or television. It's I don't still a thing, so. and it yeah, continues. I don't, to... And it still happens, and it's storyline. Okay. The, the weird part to me, even hearing it back, was. Uh, Wow, they switched the title two times and in two nights. Yeah, like it felt it felt weird to me, but because we don't do that anymore. But they did that back then, and they did things like that. And and I don't, th- you know, I think it was a way to not have him work with Austin again, and not have him beat Austin. And so, so I, you know, it's all when you get up that high on the roster. Uh, I I didn't sit in on a lot of those conversations. Um, and, and if I was supposed to, I guess I was pretty high on the roster at one point. If I was supposed to, I never cared to, (laughs) you know what I mean? And that's, that's on me. On the SmackDown season premiere, you wrestled Jericho in his first televised match for the WWE, which ends with a disqualification. They chose me. Of all people. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome him to the club. Um, it ends in a DQ when he power bombs you through a table yes. and locks in the walls. There's been a lot of talk about how certain people didn't like Jericho when he first arrives. What are your memories of him coming into the WWE? So I look, I knew Chris from uh, Smoky Mountain, and so yep. I had already experienced Chris. And look, I, I don't think he was that different than he is uh, right now. He was a very confident person. And he didn't mind telling you that he was scrappy too. He didn't mind fighting. If you want to, if you want to hit, get stiff in the ring, he can do that. If you want to work, he can do that. So I, you know, I think a lot of guys didn't like his attitude when he came here from WCW, but I honestly think that had nothing to do with his attitude and everything to do with an outsider coming in and, and into this really cool locker room that we really are. Everything's really well going well. Like we don't need uh, any outsiders coming in here causing any trouble, yeah. <laughs> you know. But and it sounds like that. But at the same time, I think it was just, hey, what are these guys? Now here comes Jericho. Okay, in a little while, here comes Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko and Eddie, and you know what I mean. And it was just like, hey, what's going on over here? Um, and I think a lot of people looked at it like that. I, I, I don't think I did look for a lot of a lot of years while I was in active addiction. I carried that with me that, oh man, they brought Jericho in just to beat me and, or they didn't bring him in to beat me. They put me in, in the match just 
for him to beat me. And for years that bothered me because I was there and a star. He came in, or I, I wasn't a star. I was a falling star. But he came in, and, and in retrospect, I look at it now as an honor and uh, a gift that I had. Like, hey, we're going to use you and your status to establish this guy coming in. It makes perfect business sense. But of course, I wasn't looking at it through uh, clear eyes or a business uh, lens. I was looking at it from a selfish, ego-driven, drug-addled uh, a-hole going, hey, you're going to come in here and just beat me? You know what I mean? And that bothered me for a while. I guess it probably bothered me until I got sober and realized that, oh, wow. Brian, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but as a, and like you said, though, as a fan, we wa us watching it went, well, damn, he's he's beating Road Dog. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's coming he's right in and be, yeah, he's established. And, it, yeah. and and so I look, I think it 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 makes perfect business sense. Um, again, I wasn't looking at it through a business lens. It's announced that this time you sustained a crushed disc in your back and you'd be out of action for a bit. Do you remember the reason you were taken off TV? It's reported in the Observer that you were going to record an album. Is that correct? Yeah, no, that's not correct. It was probably <laughs> probably more like I was going to rehab. Or, okay. Or, uh, and it was probably because I was dehydrated. Dehydrated? You know what? That's the, or I was, uh, what's the <laughs> one that, that the, the stars always use? I was uh, exhausted for exhaustion. Oh, yeah, exhaustion. I was put in for exhaustion, yeah. uh, which means I was running out of drugs and I had to you didn't it. crush a disc in your back <laughs> I, I don't remember that to be quite honest with you i don't remember a crushed disc but i can't imagine since look i did miss some time after that to be quite honest i don't know what it was for i, I used the drug thing because it probably that was one of them yeah. um and so that's where that's where i'm gonna stop there is because i think it probably was that i did try to record an album but i don't think it was then uh and it was with um, you, you know, them, the Harris twins, Don and Ron Harris yeah. and, uh, Sawyer Brown. Uh, what's that? Mark, oh. uh, what, what's Mark's on. last name? Mark. Uh, oh, I can't think of Mark's last name, but, but we went up to his studio and, and recorded and stuff. And we, so I did try to make an album, but I kind of screwed that up for myself because of drugs and alcohol. Mark as well. Miller, Mark Miller, Mark Miller. Amen. Um, the race yeah. is on my friend. Yes. The race is on. And what a great entertainer he is. And what a beautiful spread he's got. And this was 25 years ago. So, um, uh, was yeah, there anyway. ever, was there ever talk at this point in time of putting DX back together in 99? So I think there was probably talk about it just because it, it went away and it was like, there was still room for it. You know what I mean? I felt yeah. like we had legs still. Um, I think it was probably shot down because of, uh, Look, they put me and Billy back together. We're going to get there here soon in a minute. But I think I think it would would have been a hindrance to Hunter had they put us back together. He was he was moving up and moving into a singles world champion role, like the the face of the company. And I don't feel I feel like that was sharing spotlight that he couldn't afford at that time. And yeah. so I right, wrong, or indifferent, I feel like that was probably talked about a great deal, and then kind of decided well. You, you can have the great faction back and you got a bunch of mid carters or we have the, uh, you know, and, I, and that's, I'm saying that hyperbolically, like that's not, we weren't mid carters. I, I guess right. we were, but, but he needed that spotlight to be singular on him, uh, at this time. And, and yeah. so that's, that's probably what the conversation, how the conversation. 
Winter is here, and for me, that means struggling to find the right temperature when I sleep. But I recently found a way to stay at the perfect temperature all night long using silver-infused bed sheets by Miracle Brand that were inspired by NASA. And you know me, I'm down here in Huntsville, Alabama, the Rocket City, which we love our NASA stuff. Here's what I'm talking about. Using silver-infused fabrics originally developed by NASA, Miracle Brand sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. That's right, self-cooling properties for better quality sleep. Plus, self-cleaning. What? These sheets are infused with natural silver that prevent 99.9% .9 of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than the other sheets. No more gross odors. And they make the perfect holiday gift. So go try miracle.com slash dog to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40% and be sure to use promo code D-O-G-G at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. You can use those for whatever you want. And Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash dog and use the code D-O-G-G to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash D-O-G-G to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season. Thank you, Miracle Brand, for sponsoring this episode. Also, at this time, Xbox sticks up for you against Jericho, but that doesn't really go anywhere. At the same time, Rock and Mankind have now teamed up to be the Rock and Sock connection and win the tag team titles. At this point in 1999, what were your feelings on Rock and Foley? Yeah, look, I thought they were uh, perfect. I, I thought they were polar opposites and therefore perfect uh, as a team. Like, I love... Uh, an interesting dynamic, a, a dichotomy, a two two different like headstrong people that have totally they're totally different, having to coexist and not only coexist but but stay together and work together to k maintain the championships. You know what I mean? I always love like R Ricky and Robert. Okay, they're Rock and Roll Express. They're the Rockers. Okay, they're the Rockers. But I always loved a team that was totally dynamic uh, with the chemistry. Orton and, and Riddle. Yes, yes, to me, that's a good, great example. Orton and Riddle, like they just they just work off each other, you know what I mean? And it just works. And and uh that's what that's what the rock and sock was, man. I mean, we're, I'm sure you're going to talk to talk about next is the the the, the this is your life uh episode where it <laughs> it is the highest rated uh segment of pro wrestling television in history, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. um and and it was and it wasn't any wrestling uh, so I'm sorry if I stepped on your, your You're headline good. there, We're um, good. but that's what, that's what it showed me about, about wrestling was, and then I dug into the analytics later as a lead writer of the show. And you find out, well, talking segments always rate higher than wrestling. Like, and that's, that's pretty much across the board. Like that's 99% of the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and, it, and look, I, to this I day. get it. If I, yeah, if I get it, if I tune in 
and I see people are wrestling, I can turn away and know I can turn back and wrestling will still be on. But if I see somebody talking, I might stop to hear what that person's saying. And this is just me speculating. There's no, you know, I ain't old man Nielsen. I don't have my fingers on the pulse of how he came up with that system for the ratings. But if I see somebody talking to there, I, I may stop to hear what they have to say. Again, that's just me. But yeah, they always rate higher. And this was an entertaining segment uh, that went on for a while. And, and it was with two huge, huge stars uh, at the time in the WWE, you know. Um, well, speaking of, let's talk about it. In Let's get your uh, take on both of those guys. Is Rock in 1999, is he the best in the business at this point? Um, if he's not, he's dang close. And what um, about Foley? Because, because he's rocked coming into his own now, for sure. Like, it's yeah. his catchphrases are pop culture. He, he's, he's morphed into he's bigger than, than what we're doing. And, and Mick, look, Mick was always great at every face of Foley. You know what I mean? And so it was great with him as Dude Love. My, we talked about that today, and my wife still has a Dude Love shirt um, because she loves tie-dye. So, so. It's literally 25, 30 years old. It's, it's horrible. We should throw it away, actually. But <laughs> she, she loves the shirt. Mankind, Cactus Jack, I love fighting them all. Um, he hit me really hard with stuff, and I hit him really hard with stuff. And we have a really good relationship, maybe because of it. You know what I mean? And it was like a, we were willing to go to war with one another um, in order to have a peaceful relationship. And that's really profound and not true at all. But we did really hit each other hard. So. Uh, there's a report at this time you were sharing an airplane with Bret Hart. Bret confronted you over <laughs> some things you said in the media. Do you remember running into him at the time? I do. I love the question, though. It sounds like Bret and I are sharing a plane. <laughs> yeah, uh, just a private just, jet. We're just chartering from uh, Edmonton. <laughs> uh, we were going on a moose hunt. Uh, no, no, so this is a true story, man. And it, and it, and it dumbfounded me. And literally it does to this day. I don't know what Brett was doing here, but I live in Pensacola and, and uh, it may have been Andrews Institute does a lot of surgeries and stuff on, on a lot of uh, uh, athletes and, and sports entertainers, professional wrestlers. So it could have been that, but I don't really remember what it was, but I just remember we were both sitting in first class and I got on and put my bag up and I saw him and I said, Hey Brett, how are you? And he said, good, man. How are you? And I said, oh, good, good. Where you headed? You know, we just idle chit chat. And before I turned to sit down, he said, hey, man, I heard you said Shawn Michaels was better than you. And what? I said, wait, what? And he said, yeah, I read and you said Shawn Michaels was better than you. And I said, well, I do think Shawn Michaels is better than you. I said, I'm sorry that, you, that I, I feel that way, but I, I love Southern style wrestling. Like Sean was trained in the South and, and Brett was trained in the dungeon and they're two totally different wrestlers. Yeah. For me, I'm more into the entertainment than I am the wrestling. And so Sean was definitely, uh, look great. And I mean, great at both the entertainment and the wrestling. Brett was great at the wrestling. Like I just didn't think he was entertaining and I want my guy to have some bells and whistles and, and spin plates and do, you know what I mean? And I, and I just, I'm sorry that I feel that way if it's offensive, you know what I mean? But like, I, I'm allowed to have a, I literally went back to my seat and sat down and, and thought, 
this is the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of. Right. Like, I guess he read it on the dirt sheet or something. It was, it was really a strange moment. And, and I, he may not even remember it. Heck, I may not remember it correct. I may be telling it wrong for, for all I know. But I remember him saying, you said Shawn Michaels was better than me. And I, I said, yeah, yeah, I do think he did. Like, I don't know what to say to that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I when you know said that. yes, did he just squash <laughs> it? Did he just turn around? No, he was sitting down in his seat already, so he couldn't go anywhere. He just had to listen to me. I was standing up right next to his seat. Like, it just, it just got weird. And I said, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know what's happening right now. And I just sat down. <laughs> it was, it was dumbfounding dude. Like it really was. And, and it, like, so I'd never seen that part of Brett and I've heard that, that Brett was very serious about his wrestling. You know what I mean? And I don't, sure. I don't uh, knock anybody who's serious about wrestling. Of course they're, I'm very serious my whole life. You know what I mean? So I'm serious about it too. But like, I didn't, I had heard stuff like that, like he really wants to be the best there is, the best there was, and anybody who thinks different is wrong. And I didn't, I never saw that until that day. And that, again, it could have been a misunderstanding, and I could be misreporting. Um, but I'm not. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> have you? Um, have you bumped into him since then? Yeah, a hundred times. Nothing's and happened. Nothing, not one thing. Like it's never happened. Like and, wow. and look, I, I'm glad it never come back up either because i don't know why it did in the first place and i don't know why it matters like i bret hart's 50 times the wwe superstar that i am you know what i mean and i got no qualms in saying that um so it just felt weird for a guy that that high up to to feel that way to, to me anyway all right, do you uh, move forward? You get to attend the MTV Music Awards with X Pac, uh, Steve Austin, and Deborah. Remember yes. anything about this? Any fun stories from the MTV Music so, Awards? So X Pac and I did go backstage and uh, and partake with some with some entertainers. Hmm. I almost got killed uh, by Lauren Hill's security guys because I ran out of one room and she was coming into that room and she was barefooted and I stepped on her foot. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And the big guy's like, I didn't even have a chance to say I'm sorry. I got kind of shoved out of the way. And I was just like, okay, okay. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, sorry, Mrs. Hill. I'm a huge fan of you and huge. You're off TV yep. um, until SmackDown on September 23rd when the New Age Outlaws are reformed. What did you think of the idea of putting the band back together? Had to be pumped. Look, I was pumped. I was thankful because I did not like working singles matches. And I did not like not having a pillar there to lean on. You know what I mean? That's what I felt like my partner is on the on the apron. Is like I can lean on that. Like lean on it. I'm gonna cry. Um, lean but, on me. <laughs> yeah. But when, when you're, you're not, not strong. strong. Okay. Look, we're gonna yeah. have to get this together and work on okay. that. It's a work right. in progress, guys. Next. Yeah. Um. That was the first run through. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, we haven't even rehearsed, and I forgot the question. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. You're you pumped. Know? New Age Outlaws yes, are back thank together. God. I'm fat and lazy, and I didn't want to wrestle by myself. Bottom line. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Billy was back, and we were going to win the tag titles, which I presume you're about to speak about next. Yes. Um, were you... Did this come out of nowhere? Were there rumblings? Do you think Hunter pushed for this? How do you think this came about? I, I don't know. I, I Look, I can imagine my mid-card babyface uh, turn, run, whatever, was mediocre. Uh, Billy's heel turn, 
I thought was pretty good, but I think it got mediocre reviews and I don't know who from. Uh, I don't know if that was a fan, the fans' thoughts or if that was upper echelon thoughts. Right. Um, but but I felt like both of us were, I don't want to use the word floundering, but but the word not really doing anything. You know what I mean? That's more than one word. I realized cash. cash <laughs> I was cash. <laughs> but, but I really felt like it was like, Okay, we can do this. We can get the titles off of Mick and uh, you know Rock and Sock because look, I do believe uh, they were more valuable individually than Billy and I were. So to me, it was put us back together, put the title on us, get them apart or get them away from us, and they can go in a different direction. We can do whatever we did next. You did win it, like you said in the first match back. You take the tag team titles from Rock and Mankind. Mm -hmm. um, what do you remember of that match? So the one thing I remember of this match was that Billy Gunn, when he got the hot tag, he ran so fast that he shot Mick Foley into the ropes and Mick <laughs> fell down, but choked himself on the second rope like a 619. Boom. Popped right back up, though, in time to continue the spot and do it with, with Billy. And it I would suggest either showing it here or go back and watch it or whatever, because he shoots him in. He's going so fast and Billy, Billy goes fast. And if you're not fast enough, you'll get tripped up over yourself. And that's what mankind did here. Uh, I, I think it was mankind. Um, yeah. Took a bump, hung himself up on the second rope, yep. popped right back up and was right there for whatever Billy was doing next. It was, it was look, I know that's, that's not what you'd think I remembered from the match, but I remember stuff like that because it's, not what you expect. Right. You know what I mean? Like the other stuff, it all went great and we expected it to go great. That's why we put it together that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you remember that you like, I remember the little things that did go so great. Uh, but that's hilarious. Just a few weeks earlier, Eric Bischoff is fired from WCW. You're fired. What was your relationship like with Russo at that time? So, uh, Look, Vince and I were always cool. I, we've always been cool with each other, especially when I was working for him. And uh, the, the only time we've ever had a riff was over Twitter. Uh, and it was just because I, I was the lead writer of the show and I couldn't handle anybody else critiquing me. And so he caught the brunt of, because I knew him. So I treat him the worst, of course. Didn't he tweet, uh, Bret Hart was better than you? And <laughs> yeah, so you got yeah. pissed? <laughs> yes. That son of a beast thing. How dare he? Has he not seen my greatest hits? <laughs> There's just one match. <laughs> just, oh, one just one match and it's me getting beat. <laughs> All right. So you, 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 yeah, you've mentioned numerous times. You and Russo always had a great, uh, a time together. Yeah. Did you, did you know Jeff Jarrett's contract was due to expire as well at that time? Did Were you, you say focused on Jeff Jarrett, your buddy? Not did mine. you say doo-doo though? I thought you said doo-doo. I just do, want to say it like do two. Oh, do, do two. two, do two, do two. But I still said do do like five times. Do yeah, we got it yeah. in. So I we never knew quota. much. <laughs> I never knew much about Jeff Jarrett and his contracts uh, because, as you know, uh, you get too close to them and they will slap the fire out of you. They will slap the mm. taste out of your mouth. Uh, but no, he he was always plays his stuff close to the vest, and and rightfully so. He's a smart businessman. Um, so I never knew when his stuff was up. All of a sudden, he would just be gone, and I'd go like, "Hey, what happened to you?" Um, and and you know that's the way this business works, man. 
This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use code D-O-G-G for free shipping and 20% off. You think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn this 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when you need for a precise shave. Plus, it's waterproof. Yeah, that's right, waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs to those delicious holes. And you can't forget the Manscaped's liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner Spray are like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. You can't live without it. Your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations. And as if this wasn't enough, it's time to do the dishes with Manscaped shower products. That's right. Lather some of Manscaped's refined body wash on their new signature body buffer and give yourself the lather and rinse your body deserved. Lose the loofah and exfoliate your mates. No hygiene routine is complete without Manscaped signature deodorant as well. Yeah, a couple swipes of this and you'll be feeling oh so crisp. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the favorite family family favorite, by the way. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code D-O-G-G at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DOG. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gifts of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into Unforgiven, dog. Okay. You and Billy would defend the tag team titles against Edge and Christian. This is from the Observer, your favorite you New Age Outlaws. Why. New Age <laughs> Outlaws uh, retain the WWF tag titles, beating Edge and Christian in eleven minutes and nine seconds. Match was fine, um, but was not right. on the level 
of most of Edge and Christian's matches of late. Right. I wonder what the key there was. It was us. We were old and past our prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got no problem saying that. I, the Observer, I wish they would just say that. You know what I mean? Like they, they hee-haw around mm. everything. Or you got reason. the guts to say it or don't you? You know For what I mean? Some you some reason. You guys are old and slow, and you're slowing Edge and Christian down. Christian. I can take that. That's the truth. You know, you were known not to take a straightforward DDT. That's why at this point Christian delivered the reverse DDT oh. on you. Yeah. Oh. But then Gangrel and the Hardy Boys came out. Gangrel and Matt attacked Christian and dragged him outside the ring. Jeff then delivered a missile drop kick to Whoa. Edge, allowing Gunn to pin him after a famouser. Yep. Two and a quarter stars. Ooh. I don't like that. I'd rather no. I wish it was like one and a quarter. If that was you a Google I mean? review, it'd be a bad review. Hey, but I'm gonna tell you it's a wrestling review with me in the match. That's damn good. I think that's a quarter star higher than you. Yeah. Then I then I like that I feel comfortable with. You know what I mean? And still, we slowed Christian and Edge down. Uh, Thanks, this Observer. Set, was this was this setting up the Brood versus Edge and Christian? Yeah. Tr truth be told, you know when we didn't get a finish and we got all those guys down there, it was just yeah. to it was just to set up. You know, the title match was a backdrop. You know what I mean? Was a potted plant for the actual story being told. I don't know what we did going forward, but surely one of those teams you mentioned interfering there beat us for the tag champ or tag titles at some point. Well, I can tell you this much, though. It was not Mick Foley. <laughs> yeah. Bless his once. heart. Bless for his once. heart. Oh, it was? Uh, oh, no, no, no. For right. once, you're you're not facing him. All right, you got... Uh, let's <laughs> Tell us your thoughts on fighting, uh, working, excuse me, with Edge and Christian back then. Oh, they were great. I, look, they were great. They were better than me, and uh, they, uh, Billy won't tell you they were better than him, but they were. Um, <laughs> and and look, they were the... They were, you know, wrestling was evolving, and... We were cool for that other, for that first, you know, 96, late 96 to 99, whatever. But now these new kids are coming in and they're doing, and they're doing stuff with the Dudleys and with the Hardys and with the, all these people that are doing these crazy TLC matches and stuff. And I can't, you can't, I mean, if that's what you're saying, we're had a slower match because that's what they're used to doing. Like, yeah, we're not doing any of that stuff. So, um, but, but that was, that was that, like, how do we, how do we get, uh, tell this story, but, but but have the tag titles be around it. I actually don't know who beat us uh, in the future. Like, who was the next team that beat us? Uh, we'll maybe, get there and just... Yeah, maybe we can look that up. Yep, we'll get there in one second. What was it like also working with Hardys, now that we've mentioned them? you got to be excited oh, yeah. now tagging against the Hardys. And yeah, for sure. Look, I, but, but I do still think, like, even at this time, when we were kind of hot still... Um, these were the young up and comers that were surpassing us. We were we were kind of standing still, and they were they were going forward. And so, it was a pleasure to work with those guys. It was it was. I'm glad it didn't last too much longer because I think honestly, and the observer was not wrong. And so so I don't really I only hate them because they they're honest. Um, but <laughs> we we slowed them down. You know what I mean? That's all there yeah. was to it. We we were we were not from that school of how you work that fast pace and all that. We didn't do that. So. It was, it was obvious. You know what I mean. Even the observer caught on. The match after yours is unforgive at Unforgiven was the kennel and a cell match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With we boss already... man Snow and dogs. 
I think two and a quarter for you, bro, before that's pretty good. Hey, it's great. Because (laughs) literally what happened in this match was they got them dogs around that. They had a cage match or the cage around the ring and them dogs walking around and every dog out there just stopped and crapped. Like it was, it was, you know, some dogs are nervous poopers. All those dogs just stopped and cr- took a dog out right by the end. It was like, oh, great. Yeah, you know what I mean? What these great r- rabid guard dogs are just taking the a dog. The ironic part there. is you do this before every one of our podcasts. So you're yeah, a nervous yeah, pooper. Yeah, yeah. No, normally. normally Lights come on, you got to go trop. Normally one. I don't flush it. And then when I walk back in there, it's a rib on myself. You know what I mean? I go like, oh, you son of a. Who did this? <laughs> I've got kids. I put a, I did an upper decker in my wife's bathroom. (laughs) Just kidding. I didn't. I couldn't sit up. That gives you different colors. I couldn't sit up on there. (laughs) I couldn't sit up on there. No, it just crush. No, it just crush. What about a stand? How high is it? I don't know. We should change the subject. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of poop. Poop you're talking about. You also that night you made the save for Xbox when Mr. Hughes Yes uh because Jericho obviously needed a heater and Jericho attacked him after <laughs> Jericho's pay per view debut. Did you yep. think you were plans uh of you guys taking on Jericho and Mr. Hughes or was that just to advance their storyline? Yeah, I think it was to advance that storyline. And look, I, I, I didn't doubt for a minute that we might work them on a television or something and, and, and you know, because of that it makes sense to have that tag match. So so but I, I also think uh, people look at it so much differently today and so much more closely. Like I didn't, he was with Chris, like uh, he being yeah. Curtis Hughes was with Chris. Like if he saves Chris and Xbox comes to save, like it makes sense that you would go to that tag match. Even if we never did, we could have, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but uh, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I didn't used to look at it when I was on that side of the fence so deeply like, Oh, what am I going to do next week? It was just, Hey, send me my, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. Me my I see my paycheck. I have these drugs ain't gonna take themselves. <laughs> the next night was what we've already hit in that the classic segment, Rock and Foley, with mm. This Is Your Life and the Clown and all that draws the highest rating in wrestling television history. So without you and Billy defending, uh, defeating him the week before, this might not have happened. I mean, it might I think have you should never guys could, happened. You could get credit for this. We should get some, even if it's two and a quarter stars. You know what I mean? Like we could get maybe one star or something. I don't know. <laughs> you we'll volleyed the that. greatest segment ever. You turned in the history into that. in the history of wrestling television. But it was also <sighs> very entertaining. <laughs> Incredible. It was awesome to watch. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for the record, that segment drew a eight point. And like you mentioned, you've always thought that you've always thought, Hey, talking is better than wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, did this, did you already think that, did that confirm that or was no, this no, 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 no. Of, I, I, look, I didn't, to be quite honest, I didn't think that until we started till I was a lead writer of a show and we started digging into the analytics and getting into the, the, the actual ratings and seeing what draws more and what doesn't, you know what I mean? And look, it was just a trend. Women wrestling always did better than men's wrestling and promo segments did better than the wrestling segments. And that that's look, it's not every single time. Um, right. but predominantly that was the way it was. And again, this is 14, 15, 16 or, or 15, 16, 17, 18. You know what I mean? Like that, those, those years are is when I was up there and had my hands on those analytics. And, and I, I took those seriously because I thought if I could figure out 
how to make people watch. Yeah. Uh, that that's the problem. You can have Nielsen ratings figured out to a a T, and you still can't figure out why people watch sometimes and why they don't watch sometimes. You do you remember you mentioned before not really worrying about ratings at this time in your career. Do you yeah. remember it being talked about? Hey, oh my gosh, we yes. just got an A4? Yes. <laughs> yes. It was just chaos? This, this one was, yeah, this one was like, holy mackerel. We we can do this kind of stuff. And and look, I think I think it was the, the uh, like, we really started, they really started throwing everything at the wall. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was like, okay, we can get away with just about anything. And as long as we use our top stars, it'll draw ratings. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, I love being there for this period of time. Speaking of top stars, that same night, you and Billy team up to take on Xbox and Kane when they answer your what? open challenge. You know, that's on us. That's on <laughs> me and Billy for, for even opening, like an open challenge. What are you, stupid? Like, what? Uh, you, Kane <laughs> could come out here. Like, <laughs> you know what Look, I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't want everyone to hear you going one-on-one with Undertaker, and you never yeah. want to hear you going two-on-two well, versus X-Pac and Kane, X-Pac and Kane, yeah. You Come just on now. Wanna, you just don't want that. And so, really, I blame this all on Billy and myself. Well, luckily for you, after two minutes, the Hollies would run in. <laughs> well, I was blown up then. I couldn't um, continue on. Yeah, it seemed God. longer than two minutes for you, probably. Uh, and it seemed like for that night, DX had reformed while Kane looked like a lost puppy dog in the background. Was there talks of putting DX back together as a babyface group at this time or no? Yeah, I look, I, I touched on that earlier, and I kind of still feel like it's the same. Like, I feel like it, they couldn't still have put us really. back together. Yeah, they, they couldn't have put us back together. It wouldn't have been the same. And yeah. even as a, like, we weren't babyfaces. You know, we were heels that were cool. Um, and and that's, it sounds braggadocious for me to say that, and I apologize. I don't mean for it to. But True. Like, we were people wanted to hang out with us, but we cheated and stuff. And we were, you know what I mean? It was like, I won't uh, bring you home to my mom, but I would like to spend the evening with you. Um, and so that was basically just me to Billy, like every night. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I used to bang Kane. Uh, anyway, no, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, but like that. What a, you hooked what, up with the mayor. That's big. What an idiot. You know what I mean? Like we 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 said open we said open challenge and here came Kane and Xbox. Now what are you gonna do, Billy? I just I just peed a little. Dog. Not because I'm scared. Just because I gotta pee. Are getting longer. And I the breeze isn't yes. They said stiff, but I said getting stronger. (laughs) That's right. This episode brought to you and sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know the confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's Batter where up. Blue Chew comes in. Look, we'll have you stiff as a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I made that one up. They didn't. I know. <laughs> I know. But Blue Chew will have that stricken from the record, yeah. please. <laughs> Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost, you can take them anytime, day or night. You can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visit to a doctor's (laughs) office. No awkward conversations and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. You know what I love about it the most? 
What you got? It's delivered to my house in a dis- way. I mean, it's delivered to your house. Should you get it in yeah. a discreet package? But nothing, uh-uh. I repeat, nothing yeah. will be discreet yeah. about your package. I mean, look, it's time to get off the couch, back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, get to work. Bluechew.com. All right. You've got it looking right. Now get it working right. That's what mama says. Like, yeah, with Manscape, you get it looking right. Yep. Now you get it working right. You get it working right. Your little snack size, your little fun size thing. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Chew it and do it. That's a great tagline right there. Chew it and do it. Yeah. Bottom line is have better sex, they say. And well, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code what? D-O-double-G. That's right. D-O-G-G at checkout, and you'll just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code DOG to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew Amen. for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, Blue Chew. And to all you guys out there, get to work. <laughs> Like a doctor. The next night on SmackDown, you take on Jericho, and it ends in a schmoz when Ooh. Curtis Hughes interferes again. This daggum Curtis, Curtis man. Hughes, bless his heart. He He's interferes again. He falls asleep standing up. I got a really? story about that in a minute. Go ahead. Well, really? We're going to get there. All right. Uh, <laughs> Curtis interferes again, and the Hollies interfere. Were you mm-hmm. thinking the Hollies and the Outlaws were going to be a thing? Was that the talk? What did you think of Bob and Crash? Yeah, look, I thought we were going to work with those guys for sure, but I didn't think those were the guys that were going to beat us for the tag titles. You know what I mean? I thought like, okay, we'll run a we'll run a program with these guys, a television program, maybe a pay per view, or maybe not. You know, I don't. And so, yeah, I, I loved working with them. Bob is uh, aggressive, very aggressive, but he's a great friend of mine. Like I bought four-wheelers from him and we went over there and when he was racing and you know what I mean? Good, good friend of mine. Um, beat you up in the ring though. Beat you up. <laughs> Just flat out beat you up. And, and crash, crash wasn't, uh, wasn't afraid to hit you neither. And, but, but the good thing about that is look, they weren't afraid to be hit hard. And, and that's how it kind of was then. I think it's the same way now. I can't imagine it being any different is you give how you get in there. And those guys gave, and they got, you know what I mean? And they never came back and said, hey, man, you hit me too hard. Or, hey, it was, no, that's how we do it. And we bring it. And so, yeah, they were fun to work with. Let's go back for a second about the Curtis Hughes story. Yeah. I think it was one of my first matches ever. It may have been my very first match in uh, Richmond, Virginia, I believe it was. I went down to, I was in the mil- in the Marine Corps, and I was stationed in... Uh, Washington, D.C. And so I went down to Richmond, I think it's Richmond, to, to, to visit with my brother. And and uh, my brother and Tracy Smothers were a tag team at the time in WCW, so I went down there to see him. Turned out uh, my brother didn't show up. <laughs> so it was weird. So I uh, had Tracy Smothers had extra set of gear, let me wear the gear. I actually worked in my brother's stead against Terry Taylor, and on the outside was Mr. Hughes. The finish was uh, I make my comeback on Terry. Terry gets out of the ring, runs around the corner. When I go around the corner, Mr. Hughes clotheslines me, throws me in the ring. Uh, Terry pins me. Like it was literally he rolls in the ring, takes the ref, clothesline, throw me back in, mm-hmm. pin me. 
we ran around the ring about three times because Mr. Hughes had fallen asleep, standing up on the apron, <laughs> standing there with his sunglasses and hat on, and he was literally asleep. And the second time we ran around, uh, Terry went, Curtis, Curtis, wake up. <laughs> As we ran past, we had to go a whole nother lap around the ring. And I was like, please clothesline me this time. I can't make another lap. Yeah, bless his heart. He just falls asleep standing up. That's a Wait, did he have narcolepsy or was he oh, just yeah. tired that night? No. Oh no, no he had he narcolepsy. Would, he did that a lot. He would just fall asleep. Incredible. Yeah, very, very he's a great guy though. I actually saw him not long ago. Still looks great. Uh still doing good. Asleep. Just, just ringside seats and just decided <laughs> just, to cash out. Yeah, just sleep, dog. Boy, I, I had we look. Nobody here cares about my stories, but <laughs> growing up in church, my my parents' church, we had a guest preacher one time, and it was all female. And <laughs> I look over, and her husband is cashed out, buddy. <laughs> He's dead asleep. And He's a, I, I got to listen to her all the time. <laughs> I told my mom, I said. Hey, if he can do it, why do you always pinch me when I fall asleep? <laughs> That's his wife. She has said, she said he's got narcolepsy. And I go, well, I don't think we could touch him. Did he get that from armadillo? What does that mean? He's got lesions. <laughs> we are many. We are legion. Yeah. <laughs> narcolepsy. Mom, I'm five. <laughs> I thought it was leprosy. I thought he had lesions. Yeah, we bless were, heart. He needed healed. Uh, anyway. All right, so bad. you leave <laughs> you leave for Europe and the Rebellion pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did you think of WWF running Europe-only pay-per-views? Was this exciting for you guys, or were you like, oh, gosh? I don't know. Like, I even even hearing about it now, I feel like, well, that's not very smart. Like, Europe, right. Europe is, uh, I mean, I guess, it's, I guess it's big, but it just feels like you want this these pay-per-views to be to be global if possible, but I don't know. I don't know what, how we did this or, uh, but it seems like a bad business strategy. You wrestle Chris Jericho. He hits you with a low blow and gets the pin. But the real news is how many, how many times is he going to beat me? Maybe I am still <laughs> Boy, with interference and low blows too. Low he, blows, has he ever beat you clean? No. Yeah. But he probably could. He's still <laughs> here talking to you. <laughs> Vince Russo and Ed Ferreira quit. And go to WCW. What were you? Th what were your thoughts on it at this time? Well, tr truth be told, at that moment we were like, "Yeah, well, good riddance." You know what I mean? We're yeah. gonna we're gonna we we're gonna go we're gonna go on without you. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know um, that everybody didn't kind of feel that way. And it, but but it was only because of like they left us. You know what I mean? They left us in the lurch. Um, but I don't know. I, I I don't know. We all kind of felt like good. Yeah. Bye. We'll we'll just keep kicking ass, you know. You've said before, if anybody's listened to any of our um, other episodes, you've said many times the the key was and the motto was focus on us. If they if they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Don't yeah. look at anybody well, else. Well, what can what can you do? Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's and, and I mean those were lessons learned in 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 business and life. Like that, I wish I would have learned when when I when I learned them. Um, but but like that's that's true. You know what I mean? They. You can't, I can't do anything about it. All I can do is keep walking my walk or running my race or whatever. And so that's what we were doing. And we, and we honestly all had huge egos too. We thought we could do it without, we didn't, we don't need you. You know what I mean? Right. We don't need those thinking badges. 
But it's also like other sports. You hear athletes say it all the time. It's a business. The bottom line yeah. is it's a business. Yeah. We've got to focus were, on our were, business. Yeah. Paying for their families and they had to do yeah. what they had to do. And I had to do what I had to do. You know what I mean? And, and honestly, again, we felt like, bye. You know what I mean? It well, smells bye. like something died. <laughs> well, bye. <laughs> Uh, when you get back, there's a Raw to be had, and you guys are in a four-way tag match mm. with the Acolytes, the Hollies, X-Pac, and Kane. God, Outlaws God. and Hollies were counted out, and the Acolytes get the win. Oh. What's it like backstage that day with everyone knowing Russo and Ferrer are gone? Were you, hey, we got we got a four-way we got to focus on? That's a lot of chaos to deal with in yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, I, I promise you, nobody went like oh man what do we do now right you know what i mean like it just it's just not in any of anybody's dna and it's also not the nature of the beast like people come and go you know what i mean like razor and and scott i mean and us, they're the same person razor and kevin left like yeah. holy mackerel that's bigger than the writers leaving in our minds you know what i mean and so really we didn't have any idea i didn't anyway how them leaving was going to affect us um and and I guess the viewer would know more than I did if we continued on. The next night in Long Island, New York tragedy would strike the WWF when Darren Drozdov is injured when a power bomb goes wrong. Yeah. What do you remember of this unfortunate incident, Road Dog? Well, you know, so a lot of time Drozd is a great guy. Draws is a man, such a you know uh, tragedy to happen, and it was a tragedy, and it was just a tragic accident, and and the thing about this is I've seen that happen a bunch where people get hurt and get carted out. It's happened mm -hmm. to me several times. You don't ever think you're not going to see them again. You don't ever think they're not going to walk again. You just right. think they took a bad bump it happens a lot. And so you never, um, like even when Owen, uh, the Owen scenario, even when they wheeled him back, only when they wheeled him back past me did I realize something would really bad had happened because they were trying to resuscitate him, trying to, they were giving him CPR. And so with draws, it was just, oh, somebody got hurt. Put him in the ambulance. You okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever. And they go off and then you go, holy crap, what happened to him? You know what I mean? And so it's, yeah, tra tragic accident. And, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. I hate that it happened to him because he was a great athlete and a great guy, um, just full of life. And I just hate that for him. So. Again, in other sports, you see it. They get hurt. Let's take a moment. Let's pause. Let's send good yeah. thoughts to our buddy. But we got to continue. The show must go on. Yeah. And, and that's and that's sad but true. Uh, it's true in a lot of industries, not just ours. You uh, you move on and you continue working. You lose to Bob Holly. And you and Billy beat up the Hollies after the match. You worked with Bob before. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it a little bit. He worked stiff. Anything else about Bob before That's he That's why we beat him up afterwards. Because he just <laughs> stiff and beat me and beat me up. And then I was like, Billy, help. And, uh, and thank, thank you, Billy, for coming in and beating him up for me. Uh, but, yeah, no, Bob was just a good guy. Good guy from Mobile, Alabama. Hometown dude that that just uh, – but he was a badass, you know, and he, he didn't mind – uh, going off on you and he didn't mind telling you how he felt and he didn't look, I, I grew up with that. So it wasn't, it wasn't that strange to me. Uh, some people got thought he was, Oh man, what's the matter with Bob Holly? He just tells you how he feels. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. He doesn't have a filter. And if you got a problem with it, he might punch you. 
And again, I was raised around, uh, I was raised in that. Um, so, so it wasn't so strange to me. I love Bob. He, um, as a fan at that time, I just, I remember always with Bob Holly, I thought, well, that guy looks like a legit Bravo alpha guy. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a badass. Yeah. And he, and he was shaped like that and yeah. he worked looked that apart. way. Yeah. But yeah. All of his work looked that way. And so, yeah, I loved working with him, man, because I knew our stuff was going to look good. As it was going to hurt like hell, but it was going to look good. <laughs> you going to fall it uh, as we progress through the year, Gorilla Monsoon passes away on October 6th. Yep. What were your experiences with Gorilla? How, what was your well, relationship to, with him like? I, I hate to bring this up now, especially since we just talked talking about him passing, but the one, I really only had one run-in, I guess you would say, with, with Gorilla, and it was me and Kid were on in the dark match. Me and Jeff and Kid and Razor were in a tag in a dark match somewhere at a, at a television. And uh, kid took a wonky bump and hurt his neck. And and when we got back there, gorilla like went off on me, um, for like hurting kid. And I, I didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like it was it was just something happened where he took a weird bump or whatever, and and it, it rang his bell and hurt his neck, whatever. Like it was just something. But like gorilla went off on me about being reckless, and you're you're reckless out there. You're gonna hurt people. And I had just got there, so I I thought like. Man, what that guy hates me already. Like, what did right. I do to him? But that was the only time I ever really talked to him. And I'm not even kidding. Like, he wasn't wow. around a lot. And when he was, it was he was in the office with Vince, or he was so you know what I mean. So I didn't see him a whole bunch. I just got yelled at him the one time, and I'm sorry he passed away. At Raw at the Georgia Dome, the show draws 33,375, mm. which is one of the biggest crowds in the history of the WWF at the time, let alone for a TV show. Billy pins Crash in 48 seconds, but Hardcore Holly knocks both of you out with a scale. Oh, um, yeah, uh, hey, those will get you. You're still fighting the scale. I'm still fighting the scale. I've been yeah, fighting the scale since scales, I was five. These scales have been kicking my butt <laughs> for a quarter of a century now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's interesting, right? Uh, but, but what's interesting is Billy can beat his partner in 40 seconds, but the other guy beat the crap out of me. Um, so I get it. I get it. Uh, I'm not very good at this. I understand. Um, what were your thoughts at the time on this huge crowd? Do you remember Buzz about it? Hey, oh, my gosh. We uh, got yeah, some yeah, here, yeah. But, but, but truth be told... Uh, there were sellouts in a lot of places that was 25,000, 26,000. You know what I mean? Like there was big sellouts, 18,000, whatever big sellouts in these venues prior to that. So this was in all honesty to us, just another manic Monday, you know it what felt I mean? The same. Like it, was, yeah. it did. It was just a huge house and rightfully so we're doing great business, like whatever, you know? And so again, that's, where my head was at during that time frame. The Rock and Mankind come together in the main event of Raw to take on Val Venus and Davey Boy Smith, and it ends with the epic rock bottom on Davey Boy into a thing of dog crap. <laughs> um, wait, I thought wait. Vince Russo was gone at this point. Um, <laughs> wait, he really happening? did him rock bottom to him in dog crap? Yeah. Did you just, you just made that up? Didn't no, no. No, that's a legit <laughs> thing. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's gonna make me throw up too thinking about my back smushing in dog crap <laughs> what's worse being um rock bottom into a uh, table or dog crap 
Okay, uh, dog crap is worse. Dog, dog crap, crap yeah. is worse. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put me through ten tables. <laughs> Stack them up one on, one on top of the other. Um. All right. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, but just want to double check. Do you know at this point any uh, contract negotiation issues with Jeff and the WWF? No. Have y'all no, started I didn't. chatting about it? No. Wait, wait, and look, even if we were talking, and we were talking then, but even if we were in communications, we wouldn't have talked business because that's not. He and I were friends on a different level than, Hey, my contract's up. I'm going to yeah. ask for this, or I'm going to ask for that. Like, that's not that Jeff doesn't talk about that. And and I respect that about him. And so, yeah, I had no idea of any contract negotiation. The next night at SmackDown, the rock and sock connection team up again to take on you and Billy in the main event for the WWF tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Hardcore Holly hits gun with the title belt and mankind gets the cover and the oh. victory to a huge pop. Did you think it was too soon to take the titles off you guys? Come on. We need no, a we need no. a longer run. <laughs> no, not at all. You heard <laughs> you it read you just read a huge pop. Like obviously they liked <laughs> them being the champions more than they liked us being the champions. Um but I look I don't I don't think it was too soon. You you heard that you know man uh uh Hunter beat Mick one night in a three way and the next night he beat so you know what I mean whatever however that went. But like, so they were tra- changing titles hand over fist and every time. So I, you know, look, would I have liked a longer reign? Of course, but that's not what the cards had in store. You know, you know what it's not too late for or too soon for to get Wait. in touch with our buddy Conrad, Conrad Thompson. to save with yep. Conrad. She's going to save you money. Late. Hey, he did my house. I love it. Five stars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in my house right now. <laughs> Naked as a jaybird. That checks out. A big, checks. huge jaybird. Conrad, take it away. Listen, man, I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to just do me a favor and run on over to savewithconrad.com. Get yourself a quick quote. My man, Andy M just left us a five-star review over at conradreviews.com. And he had this to say, the effort and communication from Josh was above and beyond. We ran into several unexpected hiccups along the way, but Josh kept us informed and kept looking for options to get things done. In the end, we were still able to refinance to a 15 year loan, where we're going to be able to pay it off in 10. And we took enough cash out to pay off our credit cards, my truck loan, and even buy my wife, her very first new vehicle. We're going to save over $500 a month from what we would have been paying without the refinance. We can't thank everyone enough. Now guys, that right there is a win, win, win situation. Let me explain over the last couple of years, your house is probably worth more than ever. Now, what you do with that equity is up to you. And what I'm going to recommend is we do what our man Andy did. Andy took himself from a 30 year loan down to 15 years, but he's planning to pay it off in 10. Now, how can he afford to do that? We got rid of all his credit card debt, just like that. We got rid of his truck loan and we even got him enough cash to get his wife a new vehicle. The result, cheaper monthly payments. How does that happen? How do you get a new car, pay off a truck and get rid of your credit cards and cut years off your loan? You go to savewithconrad.com. We're going to get you cheaper monthly payments. And how's this for starters? No house payments for the next two months. That's right. You can skip your next two payments. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And buddy, if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. And here's the best part. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. I don't care if you relate here or there. Maybe you had a bankruptcy back in the day. Maybe you were late on a credit card. We're going to help you figure out how to get in the situation that your family needs now and long-term. We want to be your mortgage advisor for life at savewithconrad.com. At no mercy, 
And I have to ask this because there's a lot going on at the time. This is from Hardcore Holly's book. Yep. When Jared confirmed with his wife that the money over 300 grand had arrived in his account, he brought his bag in, got dressed, and stayed away from everybody. Road Dog, being the loyal friend he is, stayed by Jeff's side. We got to ask, was this really what happened? You rode with Jeff that day, right? Yeah, yeah, and it is exactly what we're talking about the uh, the uh, match with China. Yes, this is where. Yeah, so so look, I always heard it was two hundred fifty grand, um, but I don't doubt one minute that it was three hundred, and I don't doubt one minute. Look, he nobody said anything to him, and he was the intercontinental champion, and his and his contract lapsed. Now that's a incredible. That's that's incredible. You're the champion. That's a and sign. And the second champion and your contract lapsed and nobody says anything. And so he he had them where he wanted them. And he had and he wasn't gonna come back there right away. And so like it's it is kind of burning a bridge to do them that way, but it's business. And you know, he was back again three or four times for between now and then because Vince realized it was business too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got one over on me, kid, but savor the flavor because it won't happen again. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I kept saying, Jeff, just let me take the title. I'll just take it and give it to him or whatever. And he was like, no, he wouldn't tell me still what he was doing, but he had that business brain working. Uh, yeah, so pre-show, they, you didn't know? No, I had no idea that was going down. Um, I knew he was in talks with them about coming and doing the the match. Um, I went to the building by myself. and and. And I thought, well, I guess he's not coming and he wouldn't give me the title. So I don't know. Um, and sure enough, he showed up and did the match and, and did the honors. Uh, kind of hard to speak for somebody else. But at the time when you did finally find out, did you think it was smart for him to leave for WCW? Well, I, look, I thought the two decisions went hand in hand. If you're going to get stick them for 300K, you know what I mean? You're yeah. probably not going to be welcomed back uh, anytime soon. So I think the other decision had to go with that one. Um, because I don't think he could have been as, uh, strict in his negotiations, uh, if he didn't have that in his back pocket, you know, uh, in the middle of all this, you've still got to wrestle. So let's talk about it. Uh, Bob and crash Holly beat the new age outlaws via DQ in 10 minutes and 11 seconds. A lot better than most WWF undercard matches. Whoa, now. Whoa. That's kind of Whoa. a praise. No, that was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It, what, what was the word he used? A lot undercard. better than most undercard matches. Uh, everyone had their working shoes on, and Bob Holly was very impressive, including throwing a perfectly timed high drop kick. The match got intermittent heat early through Road Dog's gyrations. Oh. Oh. You had working shoes on and doing gyrations, <laughs> And doing buddy. gyrations and heating the place up, apparently. Uh, Dog used a top rope suplex on Bob. What? Billy That's Gunn got crap. a strong hot tag, and the crowd even reacted big to it, giving both men press slams and then used the jackhammer on Crash for oh, a near yeah. fall. Bob got a chair and threw it in the ring, but Billy grabbed it and gave Crash the Famouser on the chair. The ref saw the chair and DQ'd the outlaws. Oh. After the match, Road Dog looked like he really was doing it doggy style to Bob and gave the <laughs> pump handle slam to Crash, whopping two and three quarter stars. Two and three quarters. What was the last one? That was with you working. 
Nope, two and three quarter. Two and oh, a quarter. Two and a quarter, and this is so what, got, two and three quarters? Yeah, you got a half a star better. Popular. With your working shoes on. on. You know, I'm glad I, I'm glad my work impressed you this time, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> That's oh, close ye, to oh a three. Oh you can round up never, to a three. Never stepped foot in a ring. <laughs> but you tell me how good I am. I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. Well, what did you think of it? What do you remember this? Uh, it's a pretty damn good match. Let's just yeah, call I don't it. remember it at all. <laughs> Being totally honest with you. That's probably why it was good. It was because I was unconscious uh, <laughs> during it. Um, but but honestly, I don't. I don't remember that. You know what I mean? I don't. It's just another tag match. Well, let, let, let's ask. Do you, is it a combination? You, you, you've got extracurricular things going on in your body. You've all got Jeff above. walking out. Yeah, you've got a lot the, of things going on. A lot of things going on. Per, and this is 99. Yeah, so kind of a blur. Is, there, are, there is a lot going on personally um, in addition to all the things you've just said. Did Jeff. you fall asleep like Curtis Hughes? I'm about to. <laughs> but no, I didn't this night. I didn't this night because uh, I had cocaine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the no, match I, right after you, I hope you took a bump because Jeff took a bump. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is doing business for China. Any doubt that he would, regardless of if you knew the what was happening afterwards? What did you, what'd you so think? I knew, I knew for a fact he had no problem doing a job for her. Right. But I also knew for a fact that he's a shifty businessman. Not shifty. I, that's the wrong word. Sly. You know what I mean? Like he he's... He's thinking about stuff like that. When I'm thinking about, hey, my contract's coming to an end, he's thinking about my contract's coming to an end. If they don't say anything, I could probably use that. You know what I mean? Like his mind is working that way. Yeah. Mine never was. So so I, I don't know. I I, uh, I don't even remember what you just asked me, to be quite honest. You answered it. You didn't, no oh, doubt that okay. he was going to do the job for China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, would, he was not one, because it's never been about uh, Jeff is a showman. Jeff is a showman from from way back, and he knows uh, you can win and you can lose as long as you do it right. So. While we're here, let's talk about it. You've you've talked about how impressed and such a friend you were with China. How cool of a moment was it, regardless of what happened, that China is now the Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, well, it's super cool. I mean, I, and and it's awesome just because you know what I mean. Like for one thing, she. She looked like she, she had a match with me. She had a match with Jeff for the for the Intercontinental title. Now this woman is the Intercontinental Champion in a, in a in a man's uh, category. You know what I mean? It was men's wrestling. The Intercontinental Champ was a men's title, and so she won it. Like it's huge uh, glass ceiling being broken, but also like she looked like she belonged in there. Like when she hit you with a clothesline, it was like getting hit by Jeff with a clothesline. You know what I mean? Like it was. They were very similar in size, to be quite mm -hmm. honest with you. And uh, she could probably out-squat him. Uh, but, but like, so she fit in. She just looked like she belonged there. And uh, I think she had some problems later on when they kind of had to say, like, hey, you kind of need to start working with women. Like, it was a step backwards, I think, she felt. And I don't know if that's right, wrong, or indifferent. But, like, I do think, you know, you can't. It's weird to get heat on her, to beat her up and beat her. Like, I... I yeah. hit her with punches and stuff. And it was like, oh man, <laughs> you know, like even watching it, it was like, oh, don't do that. Uh, just hug her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, look, I knew Jeff was going to do the, do the honors and he did it with bells on and got paid to boot. Now we're out of the, we're out of the event. 
Did you leave with Jeff that night? Did you see him? What's happening right after yeah, that match? Yeah, what so do you we, <laughs> we left and went back to the hotel room, uh, knowing that I wouldn't see him again the next until you know until we meet again. Uh, the next day, he flew one way and I flew the other. Um, so yeah, so it was just to me, it was genius. It was a, a stroke of genius, but it was also looked at as disloyalty by some, and you know what I mean. So you're gonna get your People feel differently about Jeff. Uh, you know, when you get to know Jeff, you love Jeff. But if you don't know Jeff and you just are there on the outskirts, you might not think too highly of Jeff. And that's where I think a lot of people are, is that they don't, he don't let a lot of people in. And uh, when you get in, he's a great person, great human being. Um, but people look, people look at Vince McMahon because he's such a strict businessman and go, oh, my God, he's an a-hole. No, he's got a heart, too, and children and grandchildren. Like, He's a businessman, so he makes business decisions based on business ideas and business strategies. It has nothing to do with your personal feelings or any of that. It's just a business, and that's how. Look, I don't look at it that way. I, I'm with everybody else. Like I go, oh, don't fire that guy. Can't you can take yeah. some of my money and pay him? You know what I mean? Like whatever. Right. Like, but but businessmen don't think that way, and thank God they don't, or else their businesses would all go out of. Out of, you know. If it was easy being a successful business person, you, yeah, everybody would, would all be, be successful. Yeah. yeah, amen. Um, I know you've mentioned it. You, if somebody leaves, you just focus on the prize. But this is your buddy. Yeah, had to be happy for him in one sense, like you said. He's pulled this great move. He's he's helped himself in his bank account. But you had to be sad that your your buddy Double J is now leaving the company. I mean, yeah, on, of course, on a personal I was, level, yeah, and of course I was, and it was all personal. You know what I mean? It, Truth be told, everything I react to, I always react from it from a personal, like it's all personal to me. But but Jeff leaving was personal because we traveled together, we stayed in the same hotel room, we 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 did a lot of did a lot of stuff together that I'm not going to be able to do with him anymore. Um, and so I missed I missed him. You know what I mean? I missed him as far as that goes. Um, but again, like you said, hey man, make your money. You, this is about you and your family, not me and mine. You know, I'm going to make decisions based on mine. Let's talk about what else happened that night on this epic night. The epic Hardy Hardy's and Edge of Christian ladder match. Mm. Uh, a lot of people say this really pushed them into the next level. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about this time and the buzz around these two teams? Well, look, I remember, holy mackerel, these two teams are doing this awesome stuff, and I can't do that. Me and Billy are definitely not doing that. Uh, so, <laughs> so we were actually standing on the wayside watching – the tag division go by. Um, but look, that's what, that, that's, that's what happens. You know what I mean? People before me, uh, said that I was moving too fast and I was going too fast and I was, uh, you know, and so, so it evolves and the business and the, and the wrestlers evolve and they were getting younger and, and braver and faster. And I was doing the opposite of all that, you know what I mean? And so, look, they were awesome in that ladder match, man, some of those TLC matches, changed the game forever. And, and I got no problem saying that like three years prior to that, the new age outlaws were the hottest thing going. But once they started that, those ladders and TLCs and all that stuff, man, we couldn't hang with that. And, and rightfully so. Like, I don't, I don't feel bad about not being able to, you know, did you ever think of advancing yourself to the next level by going like Lita and wearing your thong out of the top of your pants? Yeah. 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 And I did that. And a that few had to times. run through your mind. Right? I did that a few times. Well, it, Something ran was that house show? Mind. I don't remember seeing it on TV. No, it was tele televised, but it was in oh, Canada. It was in Canada. You probably didn't see it. <laughs> that's, um, that's probably why Bret Hart's mad. Yeah, but it was it was black and 
leather studded. Um, <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Had one big stu- stud on the inside of the ball. <laughs> Just to Come make on. sure it didn't move around. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, later that night, a hunter retained the WWF title in a no holds barred match against Steve Austin when The Rock accidentally hit Austin to help Hunter oh. retain. Big moment he, there. Hey, did he do it on purpose? Oh. Or was it an accident? What? Was it inadvertent? Or, yeah, makes you think. What? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm going to have to go rewatch it. Yeah, he might have did it. it on purpose. He, he could have. All right, the next night. They were jealous of each other. (laughs) They were so hugely over. The next night on Raw, the Rock and Sock connection would team for the last time and drop the titles to the Hollies. Mm. Uh, You and Billy took on the Acolytes. You guys won the match, but one of the ropes came off during the match. Oh, I remember this. And was used to bust Billy open. Wide open. Busted. Ron Simmons just grabbed the turnbuckle and hit Billy in the head with it. Like, and it was just metal everywhere. And just busted his head open. And look, we had it. What we thought was a decent match. Now, having said that, a decent match with them is just surviving. So, so <laughs> we were already going to get the crap beat out of us. Then the top rope breaks. Now we got no running spot. So we got no hope. We got to uh, lock up with these guys and stay clung together until uh, this match is over. So, yeah, we got beat up bad that night too. Um, I maybe enjoys the wrong word, but. Um, Thoughts on working with Bradshaw and Farouk? I, to, to be totally honest with you, enjoy is the right word. Okay, I, good. We, look, we hit each other hard. <laughs> we, there was no doubt about it. We would hit Bradshaw. Of course, we all respected Ron so much. We didn't never hit him that hard. But uh, he didn't mind hitting us harder. <laughs> putting me, the FU slam, we, me and X-Pac called it, the one where he would just catch you with one hand and put you down through oh. the ring. We call it the FU slam because he literally thinks about your well-being and then says, yeah, F you. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but look, I did. I honest, I enjoyed my time with working with them, no matter whether it was with Billy or X-Pac or whoever. I loved working with those guys. They're, 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 they're good people too. And so I've been friends with Ron and with John, you know, for, for like I said, a quarter of a century, half my life. And we always got along great and, and, we had great matches together. I don't know. I loved working with them. I've never seen you and JBL together, but uh, I have met you individually, and <laughs> both of you make me laugh really, yeah. really good. So yeah. I can't imagine y'all Brad two Charles getting together. A, yeah, he's a fun dude. Dang it. And I, I want to start my wrestling character, Don Simmons, where I just say, dang. <laughs> you say, poot. <laughs> <laughs> dang, man, poot. All right. At the next TVs, and it's something we're going to get into later this year, yep. DX is reformed. But what a look back at this week, man. What a good look back yeah. at Rock and Sock this week. Well, So, so I, yeah, I want to look. I, I, it's funny because I was literally with Mick today, and you'll find out why in the future. But but uh, spent, just spending time with him again and, and talking about, we literally talked about that, was the Rock and Sock and how four of the, of the teams or four of the five reigns we had, we beat him and four different partners. And, and, uh, that that's funny, but it's also like, I really took some liberties with him saying, you know, <laughs> like, you just, you're just not as good as the outlaws. I don't know what to tell you, man. um, but we had some real fun with it. And, and so look, this was the rock was on top of the world. Mick is a genius. Mick always has been a genius. Mick was, a, I mean, think about the promos, 
think about, so he told me a story and I'll go into it briefly about the night after Mania 14, I believe it was when, when uh, we, we got beat in the dumpster match at Mania 14. The next night on Raw, Terry, we, we had another match in a cage because the titles were held up because they buried me in the wrong dumpster. So, so the dumpster was supposed to be the other, just got to be your dumpster. Anyway, they, so we put the titles up uh, in abeyance. And what that means is the title's not, anybody doesn't have it. And so we, we put the titles up in this cage match. We crucified Terry Funk and we beat mankind to death, or, or Cactus Jack, whoever he was at the time, beat him within an inch of his life. And then as he was making a comeback and started to climb out of the cage to win, here came X-Pac, here came uh, Hunter in China. They beat him back in. We beat him. Bing, bang, boom. That was the night that DX was the new DX, DX 2.0, if you will, was uh, consecrated. Like we, those guys were laying in the ring. We were on top of that blue, that blue unforgiving steel cage uh, and DX, the new DX was formed. Have, I told you that story because Mick remembers laying there on the, he said, I remember laying there as y'all beat the crap out of me. Y'all all went up there. And as we went to commercial break, they said, still to come, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they started chanting Steve's name. And Mick said, I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to use this for oh. a promo in the future. But that's the way his mind works. It, it made him bad because we had just beat the fire out of them. And now the people have just moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was like, oh, man. And he, and he will use that kind of uh, fuel, like tackling fuel, like Bobby Boucher. He'll use that kind of stuff to do his promos. And so, look, he's always been a genius when it comes to character stuff. And, and so it was great to work with him. And like I said, Rocky was on top of the world. Um, it was great at this point, just being in the ring with him uh, what was a positive. And so, yeah, I loved working with him. And I loved taking this trip down memory lane uh, talking about him. We got a couple of fan questions. I got one right. question before we get to those. Um, I think it was your boy, Hunter. I can't remember what show he said it on, but said that Mick used to travel with his clothes in trash bags. Did you ever oh, see yeah. that? Yes, 100%. <laughs> and, and, that, and look, Mick don't care. And would wear clothes on top of clothes, so he wouldn't have yeah. to check bags. Yeah. The whole deal. And and he and he did. He doesn't. Would stay on. He to, would stay on fans' couches, right? To the, yes. To this. De, excuse me. To this day, he don't have a problem with you knowing that. He don't have a no, problem yeah, with telling yeah. you that. No. Like it's like, yeah, luggage is expensive. My handle broke. I I took a bag. <laughs> what do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. He would just. So he he would. He's one of the best guys I've I've ever known. One of the best fathers. And I've said this before. I would get on the plane in Pensacola when he lived down here near me and he would be in first class with like one of his children, like in their pajamas and they're going, we're going to TV. And I'm like, Mick, why aren't your kids coming with you to TV? He's like, well, after that, we're taking a trip to here and we're going to go see this and we're going to go do that. And man, I always thought what a great dad he is and what a piece of crap dad I am. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not bringing my kids on any of these. Shows. I can barely survive myself, much less pull my child around with me. Um, but I always respected him for that, man. He's got, and, uh, and he talked today about, about Dewey. Dewey worked with me in the WWE for a little while and Dewey was the one I'd see him with. We went on the cruises, uh, and there, there would be Mick and, and I'll never forget. They said, Hey, buy some suits and, and dress up nice. So me and Billy went to like, I look, I'd never worn a suit. I wore a military uniform. I never had a suit. I didn't have a suit. I had to go to men's warehouse and buy these suits to wear on this cruise. And I get on the cruise and there's Mick and his 
flannel and his sweatpants. And I'm like, oh, I didn't have to spend $3,000 on suits I'm never going to wear again. Uh, but I did look good in them. Um, but, but Mick looked fine too. And he didn't spend a dollar. You know what I mean? So I think he's, uh, I think he's onto something with, uh, with how frugal he is, to be quite honest with you. All right, let's get to a couple fan questions from our Twitter. Follow us at you didn't know pod at Brian RD James at the Casio kid. Austin Williams hit us up. Austin yeah. says, speaking of rock and sock, how different was their chemistry from all the rest of the tag teams in WWE at the time from the normal teams you faced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, it was it was definitely uh, a unique chemistry, but that's what was so awesome about it was like, look, me and Billy were pretty hot. You know what I mean? They put us to get back together. We won the titles. They popped on it, but but then uh, they popped bigger when the other team won. You know what I mean? So so it was. Got the question. Hold on. Don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I apologize. Their chemistry. Yeah. Their chemistry was so, it was, that's what I loved about them is they were uh, total polar opposites, but they were so over that no matter what you did in the ring with either of them, it got a great response. And so look, when you have two guys that are that over, um, and especially, I mean, look, they proved they didn't even need us to do an 8.4. They just did it by themselves with a promo saying, you know what I mean? So the fact that me and Billy could get in there and get, and get in the ring with those guys well, was a pleasure and an honor. I loved the dynamic that they had. It was the odd couple. It was Mick being every man's jovial fool and rock going, if you, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it was a, the perfect dynamic, man. It, it was awesome. We've hit on it before, but it's a good way to go out. Um, WWE Master 2018. Ooh. Well, that's a deep. There's many levels to that. There's, but there's a lot to unpack. WWE Master 2018 says, uh, we, we touched on it. Do you remember the dog poop angle with Bulldog and Rock? You, do, you, you don't remember it. I did not remember, remember it. it. Yeah. How Let me that? ask you this. Do you think it was... Uh, Shoot poop or work poop? Do you think it was? Do you think it was? You think it was shoot, real dog poop? Do you think poop? it was shoe poo or? Yeah. I don't do know. Think, I don't know. If you had to guess, uh, do you think it was fake? No. Or do you think they scooped think, up some? No, I think it was, it had to have been fake something, right? What? Oh, God. Soft serve? I don't want to talk about it. Maybe a baby Ruth. Will you text your boy The Rock or I will. <laughs> somebody I will. and say, was out. it real dog hey, man. poop? Did you slam Davey in that poop? <laughs> hey, dog, who, who you slammed that poop? <laughs> if you were involved, would you say, hey, make it real dog poop yeah, so I'll get I grossed would. out? I'd say I really want to throw up. If we're going to do it, let's do it, right? God almighty, there's nothing like kicking an old pile and it just breaks open <laughs> that loaf. And that <laughs> well, you like working stiff. That could have been one of them chalky <laughs> stiff ones. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. I'm going to have to run You're the gonna tape back. You're going to eat white dog <laughs> We're going to have to run the tape back. I don't know if it was a stiff piece or like yeah, old I or fresh. I want to see it. I want to see if it matched on his back. It was like a, a $5 hot and ready. I don't know. Yeah. If it was, you know just might, might have been one of them security dogs uh, from, the, from the dog kennel match. <laughs> they seem to be regular. Dog, buddy, uh, always a pleasure to chop oh, it man. up with you, man. This yeah, is a fun topic. You. This was a fun topic. And, These guys and, are and great. What a great time. I mean, I know it won't air this way, but the date we record on is the date to 23 years later that they did that great segment. Incredible. That did it 8.4. Like, it's just, 
I don't know. When I see stuff like that, I call it a God thing, man, because it's like things line up like that and you just go, well, that's, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's pretty I, amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And, and, and speaking of amazing, we have an amazing team. Uh, Derek did the research yes. for this video. Wesley is producing tonight because Steve Kaufman is on a crack bin bender. Um, <laughs> Dominic is also, also with us. Um, thank I you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Uh, as usual. And thanks for the pod pound, the dog pound, what the, the whole the pound thing. puppies. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Yeah, the pound furnums. Um, we'll this <laughs> still a working, still a working progress. I like the I like the pod pound though, buddy. Thank you again for your <laughs> hey, time. Thank you. thank you for everybody for watching, for listening. Like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what road dog got wrong. Let us know <laughs> whose name I pronounced wrong. Uh, for Clone Rad Thompson, he's the road dog. If you, do, if you don't like this show, yeah. we got two words for you. Suck it. Oh, oh you oh, did it. Sorry, my bad. That was hard. Oh, that you time. didn't know? Yeah, I was I put some <laughs> put some bass in it. Yeah, put some bass in it, Junior. Yeah, did it yeah, like that in a while, son. You're bringing the bass. <laughs> oh.